Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Pasha. My name is Gottfried Boafo. Thank you for joining us. In South Africa, women are the primary breadwinners in nearly 6 million homes. Around 38% of households are headed by women. Joining us today is Bianca Parry, a postdoctoral researcher at the University of South Africa who has done research into female breadwinners. She starts by taking us through some of the major findings. To start off with, this was a small exploratory study that no one had really focused on female breadwinners at the time. There had been a few um, large statistical economic um, focused uh, studies, but no one had done this from a psychology perspective, which is my background. So I really wanted to understand the lived experiences of these women we call female breadwinners. And the most significant findings for me was how fulfilled these women felt in their role. So if you spoke to them primarily just about the role of being the primary financial provider in the home, which is what a breadwinner is. Um, often they can be sole uh, uh, financial uh, providers for the home, but it can be that they're with a partner who just perhaps doesn't earn as much as they do. And so for these women, they felt very fulfilled in this role. They felt very empowered by this role. But the inverse of this wonderful fulfillment and empowerment that they felt in this role of being a female breadwinner was that there was a lot of sacrifice. There were two other significant findings from the study. The first is that none of the 10 women who told their in-depth story said they chose the role of breadwinner. They were forced into it by circumstance. So who are these women? The participants came from two South African provinces, Kaoteng, the urban economic hub of the country, and Mpumalanga, a rural region to the east of the country. Contrary to what we see in the media, where you see a female breadwinner is usually a very uh, high-powered, executive-type woman who's earning a really great salary, has a really fantastic career, what I've realized is that most female breadwinners do not typify this role that they are displayed as, as fulfilling in the media. On average, a female breadwinner in South Africa is doing this out of necessity. She's providing for her family out of a necessity to do so. So just like most other women who are employed in South Africa, you're going to find them overrepresented within the most unregulated and poorest paying sectors of the employment sector in South Africa. So you're going to find them in uh, the service industries, the retail industries, the hospitality industries, the domestic, particularly women domestic work. Um, and then also a lot of these women are employed in the informal um, industry as well. So they um, aren't formally recognized, but they would be things like fruit vendors and, and, and traders and, and, and things like that. They are doing these, they're performing this role under a great deal of pressure. They're generally poorer than their male counterparts, than male-headed households and male breadwinner households. And, and one of the main aspects of this feminization of, of, of poverty is the um, gendered wage gap. So the gendered wage gap is something that occurs around the world. Um, but in South Africa, we have a gender wage gap where women are paid on average 23% less than their male counterparts for doing the exact same job. These women are fulfilling an atypical role in terms of a traditional gender stereotype. But what I found was that they didn't celebrate this, they didn't think that this was achievement, they didn't even think this was anything significant. They actually preferred to try and dismiss that side of them and to try and almost embrace the stereotypical gender roles. Um, they felt that it caused a lot of conflict in their families, um, it caused a lot of difficulties for them, and so they preferred to not even really recognize themselves as a breadwinner. The second major finding from this study 
was that 70% of the women breadwinners in the study were single and most preferred it that way. Can you tell us some of their reasons why? So there were many reasons why these women had found themselves being single or had decided to become uh, single or divorced um, or separated from their partners. And the first of which was really just conflict. There was a lot of conflict um, with their male partners in that they were not fulfilling um, the primary role of being a provider, um, the, their wife was or their partner was. Um, and this made the men feel quite uncomfortable. It also made the women who were the female breadwinners feel uncomfortable. And so there was always a lot of conflict um, and that had been the primary reason for most of them to decide, look, it's just simple and easy to be single. I don't have to argue with people. I don't have to argue with my partner about how much I earn. Um, I don't have to argue about my partner with my partner about who does the dishes when the other one's working. But there was also an underlying much darker and far more serious reason um, that slowly started to come out in these women's stories and their narratives as I spoke with them. In order to protect the women's identities, Inas Kosana, the health and medicine editor at The Conversation Africa, will read their words. They feel that insecurity, and unfortunately there's no medicine for that, so hence the abuse. He started beating me up. You know that insecurity had? I couldn't take it anymore. I was going to stay if he was not abusive but he was physically fighting. All of the women who had chosen to be single or who had divorced from their partners had experienced some or other level of abuse. So whether we're talking emotional abuse, verbal abuse, psychological abuse, and even in some cases as serious as, as physical abuse and violence against themselves at the hands of their partners. Then there were also a lot of instances of infidelity um, these women said that their partners felt uh, neglected. They felt that the female breadwinners were either always working, you know, to, to earn that salary, to provide for their families, or then they would be looking after the children. To be honest, a lot of them also just felt that they had a lot more freedom when they had uh, chosen to be single or found themselves um, no longer married uh, or in a relationship, a romantic relationship anymore. They felt they had a lot more freedom to decide what they spent their money on, um, how much time they spent with their children um, and it just for them made sense and it, it was far simpler and easier. Women are also responsible for domestic and childcare tasks. This led to challenges in balancing work and home responsibilities. How did they cope? Most of the women did struggle to cope with this duality of the role of being a female breadwinner with having to balance the work part of their lives that provided for their families, that put food on the table, a shelter, a roof over their head for their children, and then also the responsibilities of being a wife and being a mother. Um, and they really felt that they were one person pulled apart, um, as, as, as stated by one of the women. So a lot of the women felt, even if they were single, they felt a lot of guilt around the fact that they were the female uh, Provider. They were the breadwinner for the home. They had that role of um, providing for the family financially, but then also feeling that they had neglected their mothering side, um, the side of taking care of their children, of um, being able to help them with their homework in the evenings. They always felt that they had to bring work home with them or coming home from work and having worked a long day and just being very tired and not having that extra support to help them, being solely responsible, particularly when they were single, for their children as well. So these women truly felt that they were uh, 
shouldering what they call the double shift or the double burden. We must remember that this was a study by psychologists. So the question that remains at the end is, what impact the situation ultimately has on the psychological well-being of the female breadwinners? The women lost a lot of themselves. So when you, I spoke to them and I tried to address, well, what were your needs? What did, what did you need to fulfill? This had not even really been considered or thought of um, by the female breadwinners. They were so focused on doing a good job and earning their salary and bringing it home to their family and then also being able to take care of their family, um, help out with all the home chores and, and homework and, and school activities for their children, that their needs were truly abandoned. They weren't even considered. So you had instances where the woman hadn't furthered their education, um, they might not have um, applied for a promotion because they felt it would take away even more time from their families. Um, they did not get to get their driver's license, for example, or their qualification because they were busy focusing on paying for one of their children to go and get their driver's licenses or other dependents such as siblings. And this included romantic relationships, even if they had wanted to, you know, uh, stay married or had wanted to find a boyfriend and, and cultivate a, a partnership in that way. It wasn't considered because their whole focus and the responsibilities of work and children was what dominated their lives. Um, and it was very worrying and concerning to think how long these women could continue such a double shift, such a double burden of, of work and taking care of family, often on their own because the majority of them were single. Sharing the experiences of female breadwinners can help us understand general gender stereotypes. This was a very small-scale study. This was an exploratory study. This is something that is very common in South Africa but isn't discussed much or focused on. So very much like these women's um, opinions and perspectives of their role not being important, society has this sort of same dismissive attitude towards these women's role. And I really feel that there is a lot more research, there's a lot more work that needs to be done to understand female breadwinners in the home, and then also just the evolving, transitioning gender roles that we have within society. So we've got a lot more work that needs to be done, um, and I think it's exciting because the evolution of gender roles is, is not going anywhere. Uh, this is here to stay, and women are going to continue to um, change and, and grow and, and uh, expand upon these roles. And it's my hope that men will recognize the the um, validity of this and, and what it could mean for them as well and how they can explore and change their traditional gender roles as well. Gender roles are evolving and studies like these are important. They help us to understand the impact on relationships and families. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pasha, produced by Ozer Patel. From me, Godfred Boif. Bye for now.